and then clap for Jason in three, two, one. All right, and Kate, did you want to record the oh, Zoom call? Oh, shit, yeah, hold on. Okay. Sorry, Jason, is it working? There it is. There okay. we go. Yep. Cool. All right, Jason, we are going to start now. Welcome to But Why Though, the podcast, a roundtable conversation about all things pop culture with members of the But Why Though writing staff. I'm your host, Alex, and I'm joined this week by Kate. Hi. And Nisha. Hey there. This week, we're going to be talking about body diversity and casting and kind of like what work there is to be done and what work has been done. But first, the news. Uh, one thing that dropped this morning as of... Um, as like literally like I, I woke up and saw this email is that Hulu is finally doing their password crackdown, which they had alluded to, I think over the summer, um, which basically just says using any device not associated with your primary residence is, is not fair game anymore. Um, and that this would be immediate for new subscribers and it would be March 14th for existing subscribers, unless you agree to it sooner with an in-app pop-up. Um, which feels also slightly shady of like you can opt into this early. Um, and the big thing with this is that March is also when Hulu and Disney Plus are merging, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is, which which is weird. Yeah. Well, it's not weird. It Like, Disney has been a majority shareholder in Hulu since they mm -hmm. killed all of its Marvel programming yeah. Um, yeah. way back when. Uh, and it is actually it, it sucks because I don't want them to be one platform because I I I enjoy working with Hulu PR over mm -hmm. Disney PR and they gave me a complimentary mm -hmm. account shout out to Hulu because um, it made it easy to cover their stuff. But when you look at a lot of the stuff that Hulu has been getting so far as like the international licenses, all of that is on Disney Plus in every other country than it is here. So I think finally bridging that gap, I think it's going to be interesting to see how that works from a U.S. mindset, because mm -hmm. U.S. has defined Disney as for children, ultimately, even now, even when mm -hmm. you look at the superhero stuff. That's the thing that just, like, is so bizarre to me, because, like, I view Hulu as almost like this cable mm -hmm. company yeah. in my head, and Disney is Disney. Disney has the Disney Vault collection of all our childhood memories and any Disney pro projects that we want to watch. Yeah. I, it's just weird. I can't, I, I like to have delineation yes. between things. Like I like, or I like to have things separate. So like I'm with Kate, I'm like, I don't need anime or R rated things on Disney. How am I going to watch the bear watching the bear? Like what is, what is that going to do to your algorithm on Disney when you start mixing all that content in? Make it really weird. And then, I mean, like, I also think like so is Hulu Live just now Disney Live like I mean like I know that I'm getting into like the weeds on some of this but I guess like it just works as a set as mm -hmm. them being separated as different apps. It's a lot worse too like when you think about the fact that like the reason they've been able to do the Disney bundle with like Hulu, Disney and ESPN like I bet you can you okay this is like the worst thing that can happen is that this goes over well and then Disney rolls out and says, yo, y'all can't share your ESPN Plus subscriptions. That would be oh, a riot. Yeah. Like, the number of people. Oh, definitely. I'm not going to name names. Possibly <laughs> in a house, in my house, who use other people's it's ESPN Leia. subscriptions. Yeah, Le Leia, like, logs in to, like, Red Zone from NFL and, and ESPN. <laughs> no, like, that is, Yeah. I don't know. I think the the snowball mm -hmm. from this is going to be a lot. It is. It just takes away a lot of the convenience too. Like when you're, I've I've noticed because like I recently went on vacation um a few times this year, and it's like when you get to the Airbnb, they have like you know their Hulu or their Netflix logged in. So like this is like very first world problems, but it's like oh you can't log like it it even said like can't log in not the home mm -hmm. network mm -hmm. or something. So, like, we didn't watch TV that weekend, basically, yeah. because you couldn't log into Hulu or Disney because it wasn't the actual Homes Network, which, again, is, like, a small thing. But then I think about, like, on a grander scale, like, I, our, my family, like, we share that big bundle with the, um, with the unlimited mm -hmm. channels with, t between two households. Because who wants to pay that price yeah. separately? Yeah, my, my mom is the same. Like, like my, my mom I, shares it with her sisters. Yeah. And I also think about like what we've been seeing with HBO Max or Max, whatever it's called now. 
I wonder will Disney get rid of some of the shit like the media? Oh, that's a good question. Like, yeah. Will Warner Brothers media yeah. go away? I mean, they already didn't they vault Willow? Oh yeah, like they have already gotten rid of a lot of stuff. Their original movie creator was up for three weeks and they mm-hmm. erased it. Uh, Hulu, yeah. Uh, a few things what is it? Noticed. Hellstrom and Runaways. Those are dead. Those are gone. They've been off Hulu, I think, for a while. Yeah. Um, no, it, yeah. it's why Monopoly shouldn't exist. It's definitely mm-hmm. why. It's weird seeing a Monopoly farm in real life. Like not. Like the monopolies back in, I don't know, 1930s. I'm not a history person. The point is, it's just weird watching it happen in front of us yeah. very blatantly. I think one of my things with this is the immensity of the library. Like, even after HBO cuts stuff down, it's still a pretty big one and it makes it harder to navigate and harder to find what you're looking for. Yeah. Which part of me conspiratorially thinks that that's to get people to rely more on algorithms and recommendations yes so they can guide your viewership instead of you picking what you want to watch um and i hate that because like i i appreciate algorithms when they're used effectively and it's like here's a song you might enjoy here's a show you might want to watch like they've been right sometimes i also like having my own sense of taste and knowing what i like and not being told what to watch like that's a huge thing and i feel like this is kind of like a intentional or not. It's a push towards reliance on that. We think you would like this for you, whatever they label it. Um, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not looking forward to that part. And I, I think again, like you guys were saying, Disney is Disney and Hulu is Hulu. I, I like that separation because they're separate services. Like they, I want my algorithm on each of them to behave differently. Yes. I want my, even my, like, what do you want to watch list? Like, I don't want those merged together. Like those are two very different moods. Uh, and yeah, it's just, I, the, the constant consolidation of power now invading the streaming, uh, service arena is, is frustrating is what I'll say. Cause I question Alex, you make a really good point. Cause like that whole thing about the algorithm suggestion thing. And like, Kate, you could probably relate to this. Like the things we yeah. watch are very different <laughs> from the other things we watch. Like I like, um, very violent anime but i also like watching big city yeah. greens and owl house on yep. disney <laughs> i i don't know what the algorithm is gonna do to my my suggestions and is it just gonna make it because even on hulu now it's hard to navigate when i'm just like i'm just trying to find what i was watching before and then it's like oh here's all the suggestions I'm like i don't care about your suggestions i just want to watch my shows yeah well yeah that too is some of them are just very aggressive especially like i know i because i literally just finished watching um a movie on max and when it got to the end of it because there wasn't something new it was like hey do you want to start friends no like that (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) i full disclosure it was i was uh watching batman returns because i hadn't seen that one in a while i could not think of two less related Mm -hmm. properties than batman returns and just hey why don't you start all 10 seasons of friends I was watching my dad, the bounty hunter season two. And then after it was done, it suggested that I watch louder milk. I was like, what does this have to do with each other? Yeah. That's a, (laughs) it's just bad. Like if you're going to use an algorithm, make sure that it at least is, is good and informed. I, I'm not a fan of Spotify Mm -hmm. for a number of reasons around, you know, compensation and all that. The Spotify algorithm though, one Mm -hmm. of the better ones out there, like gives me consistent recommendations that I'm like, yes, this is something I would listen to. Um, But yeah, I think that about covers it. Just this is all coming down the pipeline and I'm not super excited about it, but I also can't stop it. It's really hard to justify getting rid of it when it's, when I'm literally not paying for it. Yeah. I think for me, like I'm going to see what happens, but like, I guess I'm going to reach out to Disney PR and ask for a free, a free thing. Cause we don't pay for Disney plus. I haven't paid for Disney plus in a while. And half of that is screeners, but the other half Mm. is like, I just don't want to give that company any of my money. It's also why we don't pay for Hulu um Mm -hmm. but if yeah which changes coverage plans which is gonna suck yeah but definitely totally like a first world problem like uh, it 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 is a free thing no it's also just like i've disney has been like the one thing where i've just been like i'm not gonna give you any of my money for anything um Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah i mean it's also i mean it's valid though if you don't want to give them the money 
I do wonder other... if that's why they're they're consolidating even more. I do wonder if at some point they're kind of like, well, if we just pull everything into us, people have to give us money. Oh, like the yeah, because it. I'm sure what'll happen is they'll merge Hulu, and then there'll be one subscription, but it will be slightly higher than both of the previous ones. Yeah. And so it's you know that extra two dollars a month. Um, that's you know that's all the difference. Yeah. I'm just like, do y'all want us to go mm-hmm. back to cable? That's what I'm like. That's where I'm just at with all the streaming services. Like, do you want us to go back to cable? Because if that's the case, and if cable's gonna still have on demand stuff, yeah. I might, but at the same time, but cable doesn't have exclusive. Yeah, you app can't get series yeah. or digital series. Yeah, it just sucks. I don't know. It really does, and that's that's the moral of the story. Is it <laughs> sucks to be a consumer right is now? Terrible. It really is. You heard as, it here first, folks. Yeah, that's I was like, incredible. as is the usual takeaway from this podcast: capitalism is awful. Kill your boss. Start a union. Yes. I'm in a union. It's fantastic. <laughs> Won't comment on the other part. I mean, I feel like that's the new shirt for the Why They'll Merch right there. That was... Just, yep. Capitalism is terrible. Yep, yep. I support it. Moving on to the main segment, body diversity and casting. Uh, this episode was kind of inspired by the announcement of uh, Caitlin Dever. I think that's how you say it, as uh, Abby in The Last of Us, which if you have seen Caitlin Dever... Uh, and if you've played The Last of Us or seen Abby, you'll kind of pretty quickly catch on that they're not super similar physically. Um, and that's not to say that like an actor couldn't bulk up for a role. Um, but this is the the easiest comparison I have for it is Wonder Woman. Yes. Where it's I mean, so Wonder Woman literally an Amazonian. Um strength, mm-hmm. huge part of the character. Uh actress. A model. Not yeah, literally a model. Basically, a model. So, a model who took did acting she? classes. Because she, <laughs> she need her money I'm, back. I know I'm she's trying rich, but she to, needs that money back. I think they were really leaning into like just act strong mm-hmm. and confident. Yeah. So I yeah I guess I guess with that, do you guys have strong feelings about this casting or Wonder Woman? Like I, this whole concept of strong woman played by like not strong women. I will start because it makes me extremely angry. Um, I have very strong feelings about this. I voice them on Twitter quite frequently. Um, outside of us not needing a Zionist as our Wonder Woman, we also do, don't need somebody who I can out-squat. Like, or even out-bench press. Like, if you cannot bench 135, you do not need to be Wonder Woman. I am sorry. I should not be able to do that. I should not be able to out you. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, the the thing for me is um is when the Caitlyn Dever announcement happened, there were a lot of men who were like, "Oh, you how dare you critique that she's thin? She can get a trainer. You know, you're just you're you're piling on just like the the dude bros will." And it's like, "Dude, one, you're a guy. Please stop and get out of women's business. And two, no, like I, you, I should be able. And this is very similar with Gal Gadot, right? Like mm-hmm. when there were issues around her or critiques of her, the first thing was like it's anti-feminist to critique it at all. And that that is one of the things that makes me supremely angry because what this does is it skews feminism towards protecting the things, the the people that are beautiful this is the basis of white feminism it's the basis of a lot of the ways in which white pretty women are protected white thin Mm -hmm. pretty women are protected um and when you see it when when hollywood which reinforces this which is a pretty detrimental sentiment of what a woman should be and what woman deserves protection they had Mm -hmm. a chance there are very few times that you have a chance in media to adapt a character that was influenced by and by a CrossFitter and hire somebody who has that body type. And I was like, oh, well, you're just going to trade it. You're going to trade a WWE star. It's like, dude, Katie O'Brien exists. Like she's in Love Lies Bleeding. She's a phenomenal actress. I know that hasn't released widely yet, but she's a literal athlete who is that size like that. And what it comes down to, and I know this was an unhinged ramble, 
is that I think that studios and audiences do not believe that women can look like that normally. And therefore, they think that you have to get like a highly trained athlete in order to come in and teach them to act. And that's not the case because you wouldn't say that about a guy. You wouldn't. You would just assume yeah. a dude is strong. You would just you would just assume that they can do both, right? And yeah. it, it's frustrating in the long scheme of things because we're in a very specific societal issue with femininity right now, where we are already dealing with the decades, uh, the entire length of Hollywood, mm -hmm. of colorism, of fat, of fat phobia. And now one of the things that we're having even more is this opposition and like violent refute of anything that is that looks non-feminine, that looks like it is not feminine. Like Katie O'Brien has to go has been going through a lot of transgender attacks against her. She is not transgender, but people yep. are using transphobic slurs against her because her body is muscular, because that's deemed non-feminine, because that's deemed masculine. Yep. And well, when and that's, you that's yeah, I mean that that ties into Last of Us because when that game came out, a lot of people were like, "Oh, is exactly. this character supposed to be trans?" And it's like, "Are you kidding me?" Yes. Well, and that's the thing. Like, ultimately, I I got I got told by a, like quite a few people, and I saw a whole bunch of dudes in his comments, like just you know whatever, like, "Oh yeah, this is just encouraging harassment against Caitlyn Dever." It's like okay, or or. It is WB and HBO kowtowing to the people who said transphobic shit against Abby and that women couldn't be that large. It mm -hmm. could also be that. Anyway, I'm done. I have large issues. Wonder Woman is the largest affront when it comes to body diversity. And I think that it's something that we've seen continued. Carol Danvers is another one that made me really mad mm -hmm. because Carol is built like a truck in the comics and we have again a woman who is a waif who is stick thin like it, it's 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 terrible it makes me mad that's why we're here i will pass it to nisha i am sorry <laughs> that was just unhinged <laughs> no no that was good you're fine um no but i will say like just picking off the thing about the wwe wrestlers i think i've been getting into wrestling more over the last year and the thing that I admire about them is, like, they have to be stunts people and actors. Because, like, we know mm -hmm. wrestling is not, like, they're not really trying to kill each other in the ring. Like, but, like, a lot of them do start off as actors and do stuff like that. So when people make those kind of statements, I'm like, it probably would have been better. It Like, that's just, mm -hmm. that's how I feel about, like, certain roles. Like, I remember watching the Full Metal Alchemist um, 2 live action. And instead of finding... And I know Japan has wrestlers who are six feet tall, uh, over six feet tall. For um, Armstrong, they put a man on stilts and they CGI'd the muscles on him. Huh. Armstrong is a big man. That's like a, that's a, but like, that, yeah, not yeah. to get into the, talk about the men first. Going back to like the women, I think my whole thing is like, when it comes to female biodiversity in film and media, it just feels like, I, I agree, Kate, like it feels like, Y'all want to act like, oh, well, smaller women can be strong, too. What That's what this message says. It's like, you could be any size and you could be stronger. You could be a hero. I'm like, yeah. And then what are we talking? What are we going to say about women who don't all come in that one cookie mm -hmm. cutter yeah. shape? And how many times do we need to say it? Yeah, because at this point, all the women are small. All the strong women are small. All the strong women are small. And I mean, that goes for I have not seen I, to me. Wonder Woman should have been built like Serena Williams mm -hmm. is built. I'm not saying Serena Williams. No, she was an athlete. It's an athletic body. An it's a thicker and body. Exactly. That's the athletic build. And she's, I think she's like maybe a little bit shorter than Gal Gadot. I have to look, but like, she's not like, people always hyper masculate mm -hmm. strong mm -hmm. women. And that's the thing that is so frustrating because here, it, like when, whenever we see like women who are stronger, people are quick to come mm -hmm. out with the jokes mm -hmm. or claims that, oh, they must be a man or they, they come up with all these, like basically just go really low. And I'm like, and then when you see like certain uh, actresses or actors who are slightly built like different than what they're used to seeing on a red carpet, like I think Leslie mm -hmm. Jones was yeah. saying nobody would dress her because of her, the way her body was. And like that has to be so defeating to you have a movie premiere that you're starring in and nobody will dress you 
um, because mm-hmm. of how your body is shaped. So I feel like there's levels to this where like for Wonder Woman, I was extremely disappointed. I tried to be like, okay, I'm going to give it a chance. I'm like, there's no reason why when y'all casted all these Amazonians, you did not yeah. see somebody cool. who auditioned. Yeah, that and that was the worst Diana thing about Wonder Woman is because you had a thin actress, a real thin actress who was surrounded mm-hmm. by CrossFit athletes and Olympians. And it was very clear And, like, I do want to point out, too, like, to your point, like, even in the small women can be strong thing, there are, like, if you look at ballerinas, they're muscle balls. Their entire body is is extremely defined, extremely muscular, and they're thin, and they're small, but they still have muscular definition, and I think that that's one of the things that I don't Mm -hmm. think other people people who don't have to deal with this type of body critique of them or influences of beauty because like even small petite women who are muscular are also ragged on for being too masculine and you you see that for not having the right shape for not being the right size and i think um Mm -hmm. alicia vikander is a really great example of this because she started her career as a ballet dancer and in tomb raider like she has an eight pack like she's jacked She's very, very Mm -hmm. tiny, but she's jacked. And then you look at Mm -hmm. the actresses that get cast. If you had said, Brie Larson, we're going to have you in the gym. We're going to put you on the Kumail Nanjiani regimen. And she came back and she walked Mm -hmm. around and her muscles were super defined. And I could see, you know, if she was jacked but small, okay. That's a step forward. But we're not getting any of that. And I yeah. think that that's where the frustration lies. I think in Marvel, really, the only... I mean, I guess technically Katie O'Brien is in um, Quantumania for, like, a brief second. But so far as, like, leading characters, you really yeah. only have Tessa Thompson. And, and she fits standard body sizes and some standard beauty. Like, she's a light-skinned black woman, a light-skinned Afro-Latina. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is muscular. But she doesn't really push that envelope on that muscle. And I love her. I think, God, I would take her as Wonder Woman. But I I think that there's just a complete misunderstanding of, like, what the female body is capable of and how it exists. And Mm -hmm. the fact that, like, all of our bodies are, like, not to be cheesy, but, like, genuinely beautiful. And it can be desired. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think that's the thing that's frustrating is, like, Big, strong women are desirable, but it feels like society, when they see a woman who does not fit a traditional Coke Mm -hmm. bottle shape, they feel immediately that 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 is out of the norm. Where it's like, I see so many women, like when I go to my gym, where it's like, they work out and they lift and you can tell if they're lifting and everything. And yeah, it looks different on everybody. Like, weight is different, balance, muscles come out, all this stuff. And it's just like... Yeah, we're all, like, desirable however it comes out. But, like, because I think society continues to push this narrative that a woman must be skinny or she must have a certain, like, certain three measurements in order to be Mm -hmm. deemed attractive because the second she has traps and a a demon back, then she's ugly or she's a man. Yeah, no, I agree entirely. It's this anything that deviates, and and it's that thing of, you know, they – there's been all these pushes for diversity in Hollywood and in casting, but like there is still very much a line where it's as soon as you deviate, we're not so sure about this. We're not casting yeah, this. We're not making this, which I mean, there's also a part of me that's like, I feel like Hollywood is underestimating how much people are attracted to what they're attracted to. Yes. And that like yes. people muscle turn mommies, up for it. Like, like muscle mommies yeah. are yes. a thing. Exactly. It's a thing. And I wish, I think I, I, there are far and few between where I see this, but like when we do get muscular women or like bigger women casted, it's always made either to be yeah. a joke or that's yes. all they're there yeah. to it's be a, in the film. Ronda Rousey like, in Fast Seven. They can't just yeah. be there. Um and then uh mm-hmm. Gina Carano in Mandalorian and Deadpool and it's just like, oh yep, you're just here as an enforcer. Like yes. that's like we don't have anything yeah. else for you. Which actually I had this question later, but this is something that came to mind for me is can you think of like main characters where the actor was like notably out of step from Hollywood standards and it wasn't the point of the character? See, and this is what sucks because like I think Love Lies Bleeding 
is it's a beautiful performance by Katie O'Brien and it's ultimately like a romance set in like this crime thriller type thing and I want to say that this is it because she's a sensitive character like she is more sensitive than the waif who is a Kristen Stewart who is more aggressive and so she's playing against those tropes but her entire character is she's a bodybuilder going to go to a bodybuilding competition and that's how she meets Kristen Stewart. And so it's like, <laughs> even in that representation of a woman who is kind of pushing back against what you would expect women who look like her to be, she's still defined by her body in that way. Yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, my answer to this question was, I don't think I can name one. No. Because I feel like it's like, oh, this is a rom-com, but like the leads are overweight or this is you know whatever but they're in a wheelchair and it's like oh so you're just like taking conventional films and then tagging on this one thing that makes it different and like now that's the script it's not you're not allowed to make these movies where that person happens to be those things only one and if we're we're sticking to movies then i i can't think of one but like the only thing I can think of, and not just because I'm obsessed yeah. with living single, is living single and Queen Latifah being a main character. Yes, that's no, a good example. Queen Latifah yep. in general, actually. Oh, yeah. Like last holiday, all, all yep. everything that she produced right. in the early aughts. Just yeah. right. Yep. And just right. And then like she's actually one of the very few times I can think of a larger black woman being seen as And a larger queer black higher. woman. And there's like, no jokes. Yeah. yeah. This is now a Queen Latifah podcast. Yes. It, oh my God, please, Queen Latifah, come to the White House. I would die. But no, I think, and I, it's sad to say that because like when I think of any other ones where like they're not like, you, you know, wispy, way mm-hmm. thin and their love interest, I can't think of one where there, is, there, may, there may be one where there's a plus size woman, but she's yep. the best yeah. friend. Or she is a... um she's maybe the girl that is the best friend to the guy and giving yeah. advice. I... And it's just like, it's, it's rare to find it now. I mean, I think there's more of them, but it's not, there's like the, the whole point is like, Oh, you're built differently, but you're still beautiful. And I liked you all along. I like that. I, I can't think of one where that's not a thread in the film. Yep. Yeah, I think, like, the only other thing that I could say is, like, and and obviously this is internationally, but fun fact, everybody in the world doesn't like fat people or large people who aren't thin, small things because of colonization and the way European beauty standards have infiltrated every single culture. Um, I say Mm -hmm. that because I'm going to South Korea where a lot, like, they have such intense beauty standards for women that like there are very large issues with health of actresses and idols but i would bring up ma dong suk um which everybody love that dude yeah don lee if you watches him in the u.s under that name um he just like i think train to busan is probably like one of the best examples where he's a big dude but like his personality is being a, a husband, like that, like yep. that. He he's a wife guy. Like I, that, that is who he until is. I, he's a wife guy. Until I knew his name, uh, I referred to him as burly husband. Yeah, yeah. I would say that. I think now, like in his in his action career with like the Roundup series, or even like mm-hmm. the, his most recent movie, Badland Hunters. Um, there are jabs at his size, and I don't want to say jabs, but like. There's a scene in Badland Hunters where he goes to grab the machete from his back, but because his arms are so big, he can't actually, like, reach behind him. And it's a joke, and it's funny, and it's about his size, but it's in a very different... It doesn't feel like it's making fun of him for being a large dude so much of it's like, oh, yeah, he's a powerhouse, and he can't grab the weapon on his like back. Like, the, the joke is also complimentary. Exactly. Like, yeah, dude, you're huge. Like, his biceps are so large that he cannot reach behind himself. Yeah. So it, it, yeah. so I would say Ma Dong-suk is probably, like, one of the few men, because I feel like a lot of men also get typecasted as, like, oh, you're, yeah. you're, you're the fat friend, you're this, you're that, which has led to a lot of people like Seth Rogen and the more annoying Seth Rogen. You know, Jonah Hill? Um, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. 
those two like losing weight and like drastically changing and I do think that like they had to do that they felt they had to do that so that they could get more serious roles which I think is like one of the Mm -hmm. things that you can see as like Hollywood and our perceptions of who can be a leading man or a leading lady and how that kind of shapes what people do to their bodies just so they can get to a certain place which I mean, let's let's get into that of what people do to their bodies because there is this whole thing. Um, the the prime example of it for me is Christian Bale, where it is. I can't even say what kind of body he has because he changes it constantly for Machinist roles. Machinist Bale which, and Bruce Wayne are not the same, and they're not the same as Cheney and American Hustle Bale. Right, I thought they were two different people when I saw a trailer for The Machinist, yep. and you then finding out like, wait, that's the dude who made Batman. Also, that's Batman. Like that's Batman. <laughs> And it's just like that's Batman in the pit. Ooh, and it's just like I can only imagine what it was like to transform himself from such a drastic range, mm-hmm. and it just seems like okay. There's gonna be actors who are that dedicated and that um they want to play the role that bad to do that. But then, like, what are yeah. we saying as a society, or as I better yet, what is Hollywood saying as an industry if you? need the next christian bell to drastically change himself in order to play this role oh yeah and like well i think it's i i think it's funny too because i don't know why we praise it as dedication Mm -hmm. when i mean realistically one it's a luxury because they have the money to do it Uh, except for when he did the machinist that was like him crash dieting and like it was very dangerous Uh, but it's like they have the money for it um, they're working with a nutritionist while they do it definitely to like do it safely well i i safely safely should be in quotation marks your body gaining that much mass cutting that much into muscle Mm -hmm. and then losing like that type of on and off which is ultimately one of the reasons that Camille Nanjani has stayed the way that he has that is trauma to your body it you are not meant to amass that like because what happens is you have to bulk to gain muscle and then you have to cut Mm-hmm. to define the muscle and then when your body goes back to your old way of life your body is rebounding from all the intense yeah. breakdown that you just put it through so like i just want to say they are doing it with the guides of nutritionists but it like you it is still not healthy no, no it's yeah it's not they're good not for gonna you. die right but no but it's not yes. healthy and it does yeah. cause strain on internal organs as well and i think my thing is like no ethical and i guess i'm judging everybody involved but specifically the Hollywood. nutritionist. If you work in Hollywood, you're you're off. Yeah. yeah, but it's especially the nutritionist because I'm like, in no way should an eth- if you were ethical nutritionist, should you recommend people crash, like crash diet to this extent? Oh yeah. And I just feel like, yeah, there's consent in all of it, and he's and he agreed to do it. But I'm just thinking of like, would you recommend this to a normal person? Right, like concern as a human being. Yeah. For him. I mean. Because um, I can only imagine I, the kind of damage that, like, his kidneys, his metabolism. Oh, his, yeah. Like, every, like, yeah, no, no. That's just, like, I think of, like, wrestlers doing that. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so I don't know how this didn't make it into my notes. But uh, if you've watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Rob McElhenney very famously put on, like, 50 pounds between seasons because it was that funny Mac. to them. Uh, <laughs> but then he got insanely fit. And somebody had asked him about his diet and workout routine. And I'm just going to read this quote in full. It's like a paragraph, but it's worth it. Um, What he said was, I'm going to break it down for you because it's actually quite simple. And anybody can do this. Anybody on the planet can do this. First things first, if you have a job, like a nine to five job, quit that. Do you like food? Forget about that because you're never going to eat anything you enjoy. Uh, Alcohol, sorry, that's out. So what you need to do, you have a chef, right? Like a personal chef. Make sure the chef makes you a lot of chicken breast. Make sure you keep your caloric intake at a certain level. And as you go to your physician two to three times a week. And then he said, uh, just to monitor all your testosterone levels because testosterone is important to building muscle. Um, Are you good friends with the trainer from Magic Mike, Aaron uh, Bavayan? You'll want to give Aaron a call. You'll want to make sure he's at your house and takes you to the gym at least twice a day. Uh, You're going to want to do muscle building in the morning and cardio in the afternoon. Do you have a family like a significant other or kids? Forget about them. You're going to have to, you're not going to have time to deal with them. That's really all you have to do and make sure you have a studio pay for the entire thing because it's exceptionally expensive. Um, so I think if you just do all those things, then you too can have an absolutely unrealistic body type such as me. And like, 
he did like that was literally just like to get in shape for like a C. I mean, I think he's kept it up, but maybe not to that degree. Mm-hmm. But like when people see these Hollywood bodies and they're like, oh, I want to do that. I'm going to look like Captain America. I'm going to look like Batman. It's like, first of all, no, you're not. Second, you shouldn't like you shouldn't yeah. aspire to that. Yeah. Even in even when it comes to like singers and like performers, I think about like um, the Beyonce documentary, not the most recent one, but the one before. And she had a goal of of getting back into her outfit that she had. Um, and I just think about like she documented all everything she had to do in order to lose that weight. I was just like, it's just it sucks. That, that's a lot. That's a lot for anybody to put to put that pressure on yourself sucks. But it's because we know people are going to be online and comment about people like as soon as you have a little pouch, which by the way, the pouch is there to protect your organs. Like it's the, we we need that layer of of protection. But I feel oh, yeah, it's there for a reason. Right, it's it has a functionality. Women women specifically have it because that is where all that's where a baby grows. Yeah, and so you need more fat to protect the baby. The baby. What is the baby going to be protected by? Not the abs. <laughs> Maybe if you have a strong enough core. Right, yeah, just flex really hard. No, yeah. the baby breaks <laughs> or, apart. Or no. Actually, no, oh, the yeah. baby breaks apart your muscles. Uh, and, oh, okay, yeah. so you, yeah, it's not an option. Yeah. Bir- birthing is, is interesting. Yes, but with the... <laughs> it's I, I appreciate that he gave that quote because people really need to understand, like, even what people see online with Instagram with, like, male trainers yeah. or female oh, yeah. trainers, I think there's this misconception of like this is what you have to do for the next six months to get this get these abs and i'm like nobody's getting these abs in six months without doing something very borderline strenuous on your body and i'm not talking about just having like dedication to working out i'm talking about like you are putting your body through hell to get something and i hate when people say like here's what you can do to change your abs in one month i'm like nobody that's not how it works that's not how it works it also ignores the idea of maintenance. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like all of this too, we like, we can't talk about this without talking about what superhero movies have become yeah. as far as like physique, where if you're not lucky enough to play like Ant-Man or Iron Man, or um, I'm forgetting his name, the Hulk, like anyone who has something that's modifying them, you have to do this. Like for the most part, like mm. I think Robert Pattinson is the only actor who successfully rejected the idea that he had to get bulky. Yeah. I mean, and like, that's, yeah, it's bad body image to present that, like, this is what, like, guys see. Which I do want to ask, because, like, obviously I think that that women kind of dominate the conversation when it comes to body diversity and body diversity in media and beauty standards. And I think that mm-hmm. that is valid. And, like, there's a reason for that because of, like, how our bodies have been commodified in a different way than men's. But yeah. I do think that there is an important thing. Like, I, I am interested to hear what you think about, like, what you do think, like, when there are no people who look like Alex Paterno. And, like, whether it's, like, just when it comes to weight and definition or the fact that despite Wolverine being a short king, he was played by a 6'2 actor. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel like for me, I just... I'm lucky to be aware enough to know how much work goes into that and to know that it's not realistic. Um, And that I think is partly because I was a little bit older when those movies started coming out. Mm. Um, I feel like had I been younger or more impressionable, like that would have been a much worse message for me. And that's not to say that it's a good message at all. It's not. Um, But yeah, like I don't, I don't know that I feel great about it, that it's like, oh, the only people who look like you who do exceptional things in these movies or who get the, like, you know, who get the girl, like it's either it's an obstacle to them getting the girl or it is, you know, like they're going to work past it. They're going to train out of it or they're going to have gamma rays that make it so it doesn't matter that they don't that they're not, you know, absolutely ripped. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I just think it's a very like weird um, because, you know, we all know like Hollywood's fantasy. It's, you know, pretend it's plays. It's it's fake. But it is still kind of all we see. It's uh, I, there's a, I think it's an old Tumblr post, but it's a picture of Tom Welling that says something like, "Early two thousands really had us thinking this is what a high school sophomore looked like." Yeah, yeah. Like when he played uh, Clark, and it's like, yeah, that was a weird message to send people. Yeah. Or Riverdale currently, like, mm-hmm. or not currently, but more recently, where it's like, that's those aren't high schoolers; those are all like twenty somethings. Yeah. And it's a it's a weird thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
actually a good point that I, I hadn't really thought about until I went. So I work in university recruiting and I went to, I, I was, we did like an online thing with some, some kids, like high schoolers. And I was like, you look like adults. Like this is, this is weird. I didn't look like that mm-hmm. when I was a kid. But the reason I bring that up is like, I do think that like the perception becomes reality thing that happens with media and how we see it because people want to mm. emulate it. People want to look like that. Oh, people that makes sense. Yeah. That thing. And if you, I, I do think that there is something detrimental to consistently pushing the idea that children are adults and then watching them like deal with that in real time and how Instagram and TikTok like yeah. reinforce mm-hmm. that. Like, I, I think what I liked about this conversation that we're having that we have had is that like body diversity as it exists is a lot, is a lot more than just thinness and fatness mm-hmm. and where yep. you are on that spectrum but also the different ways that like the bodies that we glorify there are so many triggers that they can flip in a person and media does owe it in the same way that we have to that we push media to have more representation um from a racial or ethnic perspective we do need to push it to have it on that body diversity perspective Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i agree i agree because i feel like people I just don't feel like we should act like it's this renowned, um, what's the word I'm trying to look for? I feel like when pe- people are shocked that big men and big women are are sexy. Mm-hmm. And I find it very frustrating where it's like, I remember that song Big Boy came out um, yeah. from the SNL skit. And it's like, um, people were just like, wait, big men can be sexy. I'm like, where have y'all been? Like, yeah. what what yeah. do you mean? Yes. Like, which, like, M'Baku, like, Winston yes. Duke as M'Baku is really, like, the only version or the only man in the MCU that doesn't have, like, an eight-pack and yeah. like, he's just, um, he's gigantic. Yes. He's a yeah. large man. Which, and, well, because it's, it's, it's like, Winston Duke can get it. Yeah, yes. He can get the- it. <laughs> He, he can get it. He, he can get it many ways. Nisha and I have seen him in person. He, he, he got it. <laughs> Look, if I wasn't there for a while, though, I might have risked it all. But <laughs> I mean, like, Winston Duke was the first time we saw somebody his size and shape and, like, be shirtless in scenes and it not yes. be, his, like, his size wasn't made a joke about. Like, he's one of the first examples in the MCU I can think of where his size, his stature, like nothing was made to be funny and poke at him yeah. for not looking the same as yeah. Chadwick Boseman. And then then we had Thor in Avengers Endgame. And I was Ooh, so yeah. frustrated by so many people's comments yeah. on him because it's like, yes, he's depressed. He, he, right? It was really... He, he went through was, a change. Yeah. It was hard because I actually thought like the depiction of depression and like what he goes through, like what your body goes mm-hmm. through during depression was really, really well done. Yeah. But then oh, I yeah. saw, but then you have everything else and it's just like, ugh. It got frustrating where like, I didn't, I feel like it was made to be a joke when like, yes. I feel like yeah. once they tried to make him gaining the weight and being like yeah. not in his usual shape, um, the butt of every joke. I just felt like, well, this just, mm-hmm. like, th- this didn't do anything. This just feels like y'all just put this in here to make a joke, but then you also kind of belittled his all of his depression, but you also were trying to, like, make a statement about Thor being depressed. But it feels, yeah. it feels useless because you decided to make fun of his body, his body shape. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, I feel like... This is not a Marvel episode, but where mm-hmm. Marvel hurts itself the most often is its inability to resist what it thinks is going to be a good joke. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and this was a really big instance where they were like, yeah, like, let's just make jokes about it. I'm like, you didn't have to. Like, or you could have done one and then been over it. Like, have someone be surprised at how he looks and then move past it. Like, but instead they did that. And then I think also it was interesting that he, because doesn't his body just sort of magically revert to its old state at the end? Uh, well, no. so it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Oh, he, no, it's between movies, yeah, it's between right? Yeah, between movies. Yeah, okay. He shows that he worked I was gonna say, out I was like, and got man. back in shape. And yeah, like he, he, he fights Thanos while, while, being, while being Thor. Mm-hmm. Press Thor. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, which also, I mean, if we're going to talk about like, prosthetics and depression i feel like we have to talk about the whale yeah where it was a a fairly average bodied actor um and then instead of casting an overweight actor for this role they just put a big uh prosthetic fat suit on him 
and called it a day, uh, claiming that an actor of the right size wouldn't be able to keep up with the intensity of the shooting schedule, which is hot garbage. Like there are plenty of people like who, who can and would. Um, But yeah, so like we have this too of like times that Hollywood, I mean, like we were talking about like CGing muscle onto people, CGing limbs off of people. Um, I mean, again, using camera tricks to make people short or tall. Um, More often than not, it's making short people tall. Um, I think Wolverine's like the only, did they even make Wolverine short or did they just kind of ignore that he's supposed to be short? Yeah. It's inconsistent. It's very inconsistent because he's supposed to be shorter than Scott. He's supposed to be like 5'2 or something. Oh, yeah, no, he's short. He's He's shorter than Storm in in some iterations, but then it's like they just throw all that out the window. Yep. And yeah, and so it's just this thing of like Hollywood going through all these different tactics and tricks to like, I'm not going to say to not cast those people, but like kind of and to kind of send the message that they don't want to cast those people. Well, and I think that that, that's that's the hard thing is like more people need to be employed. But if you aren't even going to cast them for the roles that are designed for their bodies, like how can they be employed? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then but yeah, but then you want to go and make shows about the very people that you don't want to cast in certain roles. And like I'm thinking of Shrill, um, the Hulu series. And I'm just like. I haven't seen her in anything except for Shrill and, you know, maybe a comedy as a side friend, a sidekick friend, and then SNL. So, yeah. And then, like, I think Melissa McCartney was probably the other example of, like, having seen a woman, a plus size woman, in, like, starring Mm -hmm. roles. But again, you made her, like, that movie where her and Jason Statham. That was the joke. Always the joke. And, like, we get it. Jesus Christ. Even when she was a superhero in that one movie, it was still about her weight. God, you're right. Even when that one, like, so we still just gonna keep making fun of the weight. It just seems like, are we not beyond this? Have we not evolved past making fun of people's weight and body types? Look, we're we're coming towards ending here, but I just want to say... I am 210 pounds. I can bench press 135 and I can squat 265. I'm doing yeah. good. Like, Absolutely. <laughs> like I'm I'm a strong little chunky girl. And the thing is is like I like I think that like that's the other thing that people need to understand and I hope that they can take away from this is a lot of what Holly Hollywood does is it's glamour muscles. It it's mm-hmm. smoke and mirrors. Oh yeah bodies can function incredibly at different sizes and i like want everybody here to go look up like female olympic powerlifters yeah like just go do that please um so i guess yeah just like one last question and this is kind of a big one but i think you'll hopefully have like answers with regards to casting and body diversity what does a better world look like to you i want to see like somebody like the people we've mentioned like winston duke um like just people who are plus sized and be cast in Mm -hmm. lead roles and not be made the butt of a joke that there's no question on a casting call about are you willing to lose this much weight or willing to gain this much weight and that that's good and then if you cast them as they are that their weight size is not made the butt of a joke yeah Definitely. And and that you don't like try to zag and change and be like, actually, we do need you to bulk up. I mean, again, Robert Pattinson was like, hey, I'm not putting on muscle for Batman. That's dumb. And um, it worked. And I think it worked. And I think it made him a more unique Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate, what would it what would better look like for you? I just want because I'm a romance person. I love rom-coms. I love action. I I, I, I want genres to embrace what different bodies can bring to them i think mm-hmm. action is mm-hmm. a wonderful place for big burly dudes like ma dong suk or winston mm-hmm. duke to come through and do something or even um bob odenkirk when he was a nobody like you can do you can do that and in rom-coms and romances i think that we need to have characters like winston duke be overtly desirable we have mm-hmm. to have katie mm-hmm. o'brien be overtly desirable like we have because romances guess what guys People who aren't a size two have really healthy sex lives and romances in real life. You can write Mm -hmm. something about it. Yeah, absolutely. Or something to it. Yes. And I was going to say, I think for me, like kind of combining those, it's like the the better world is just where we cast people without it being central to the character. Um, Mm -hmm. And that we cast diversely and broadly, like 
that we, you know, that we get to a place where the fact that a character is, you know, a certain weight, body type, ethnicity, whatever, where it's like, that's, it's not the point of the character. It doesn't make it that, you know, like, oh, that's a movie for X, Y, Z, like just where we're casting people because we think that they would bring something good to the film. And, you know, uh, and part of that is things like not requiring losing weight or putting on muscle for casting calls. And, you know, just, I, I don't know. I just feel like there's, there's a lot we can be better, but what I'm hoping for is that eventually we'll just see people in movies. And by that, I mean, like, we'll see the kinds of, like, we'll see people like not Hollywood. Like I want to see what I see when I go outside. Um, but yeah. Uh, so I think that does it for this week. Before we all go, do you have anything that you want to plug? Uh, articles or media or anything? I wrote 15 pieces for Sundance. Go read all wow. of that. It was yeah, hard. Yeah, go. Uh, and go cold. To, yes, it was cold. Go go to butwhylo.net and click the tab that says Sundance. It will take you to all my coverage. I got a lot of dope movies that I got to see. Um, as for me, I'm just, I've been writing about One Piece. <laughs> go go read that on our website i'm excited for some other things coming up that i'm going to be writing about um for black history month and yeah all right yeah uh i think the the big thing uh i have been i'm almost done with bloodborne i started it like a week and a half ago and i've just been plowing through it i love it i know it's an older game but go check it out uh and then also another thing that i don't think i plugged on the podcast despite it being out for a bit is the steam deck um have one have been using it a lot more lately and if you kind of like want to get into pc gaming but don't want to build a thousand dollar pc this is a good alternative um so yeah that's that's what i would plug um Beyond that, if you guys have liked what you heard here and if you want more, um, you can subscribe to us uh, basically everywhere, like Twitch, YouTube, uh, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Like we're there. We're on Patreon if you want to kick us a few bucks to keep the show going. And if you want to find me specifically, I'm on Twitter at Most Always Alex. Uh, Kate, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at Oh My Mithrandir. And Nisha. I'm on, I'm on all things at Nisha Plays. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next time. Thank mm-hmm. you.